want to create sound and audio and characters that that resonate and, and essentially take people to a theater of their mind kind of place. Because if you can imagine it, it's it's 4K in your head. Hello and welcome back to Inside Voice, the podcast of Voice Summit happening in Newark, New Jersey this July. I'm your host, James Poulter. On this week's episode, we speak to the formidable John Myers. Uh, I'm sure John won't mind me calling him that. John is the CEO and founder of Earplay, one of the most intriguing businesses in the voice space today. Not only because they are a studio creating great content and software experiences, but because they've done it for some of the biggest names in the industry, including Jurassic World on behalf of NBC Universal and the likes of HBO for Mr. Robot and also the Westworld skill that was made in partnership with their partners. Zandra from uh, Kat Zidane was on the show last week that you might have heard. You can go back and listen to that interview as well in the feed. So on this week's episode, I speak with John about not only building these great experiences and what does it take to make them, but also the software that underpins them and some of the things that they are beginning to reveal under the hood to consumers and customers now as they begin to turn their tools that they've been using to build great voice skills from the inside out and don't forget that if you are still yet to register for voice summit you can do that over on the website voicesummit.ai so here we go john myers from earplay check it out Hi everybody, so I'm here back uh, recording at the Alexa conference in Chattanooga, Tennessee with uh, one of the exhibitors here and one of, I think, you know, kind of the people I respect most at the moment doing this kind of storytelling format in particular in the voice industry, which is Mr. John Myers from Earplay. Uh, if you don't know what Earplay is, John's going to tell us all about it in just a moment, but for the pre-save, for you, those of you listening for the first time, these guys are making really amazing interactive story content for a whole bunch of different publishers. You might have played with their uh, Jurassic World experience or maybe the Mr. Robot uh, skill uh, and we're going to get into all of that with John now. So John, welcome to Inside Voice. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And tell us a little bit, what are you here showcasing at Alexa Conference uh, and where did Earplay come from? Oh goodness. So uh, kind of two, two parts. Uh, we got started kind of coming from the games industry. Uh, we did a Kickstarter right around the time of series. So this would have been like way back in 2013. We had the vision of taking a radio drama and making it interactive and putting you inside it. Um, and it was really rudimentary speech rec at the time and it went out on iOS but it you know we saw that there was like a smile in in all the people that went and listened to it and we knew there was something on to it we were onto something and we knew that voice was going to be big we at the time didn't know it was going to be Alexa then as Alexa boomed so did we um, and so it's given us the opportunity to make a lot more stuff as you're saying like work with bigger IPs uh, you know the first one was just kind of our own concoction you know our own love letter to, to radio dramas but now we've worked you know with with some big brands some big stories so so that sort of came along as the industry has grown and you know uh, we've been working with a lot of different people this conference in particular uh, we're here with our partners capstone where we recently uh, adapted over 50 hours of ch you choose title content into alexa free time uh, experiences and we're also here with xander who's a studio partner of ours we've traditionally done a lot of the production and a lot of the sort of studio or kind of agency work ourselves but over time we've you know in five years we've built a lot of technology that is really useful to other people and our mission is to kind of push forward this new medium of interaction interactive audio, dramatic interactive audio specific. So what we're finding is it's good to open those tools up. And that's that's kind of our story this week is, you know, we want to find really, really high quality 
you know, creators, agencies, publishers that want to work with our tools and make the kind of stuff that we, we'd like to make. Take us under the hood of some of these voice experiences you built. So you built, for example, an interactive radio drama around yeah. Jurassic World, which is one of my personal favorites. Oh, yeah. I cite it to everybody because it is a really immersive, it kind of, you play the part of a, a podcaster, right? Yeah, yeah, a producer of a podcast. And you're with uh, your best friend, Janet, who is the podcasting voice of that podcast. And yeah. she's going into Jurassic World. She's going to kind of take you on the journey. Yeah. Pick up the backpack and go with her, right? Yeah, and that's an interesting... Well, it started, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out how to do what you'd maybe consider like a blockbuster audio drama experience. Because um, we, we, you know, messed around in the past. We had the tools. We had the sort of the pipeline in place. And we started working with NBCU on like what would be the optimal story, what's the right IP. And, you know, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was going to be coming out in the summer. And it just sort of lined up really nicely. And Alexa also was very interested in promoting that and, and doing some really cool stuff. And, you know, Dave Grossman, our chief creative officer, he, you know, has a background in working with IPs. He was at LucasArts, you know, and worked on like Day of the Tentacle and Secret of Monkey Island. But later, especially at uh, uh, Telltale Games, he worked with uh, Back to the Future franchise, Walking Dead franchise, and learned how to kind of take an IP, craft an interactive experience that is inside, like alongside the events of the canon, but doesn't violate the canon. And so that's that was kind of the starting place, was how do we, you know, we knew by that point, luckily we had early access to the script and were able to kind of talk with NBCU and some of the people that were involved in the movie about what was going on in that second part. And we're like, well, how do we enable a player to feel like they're in the middle of that? Yeah. Like they're on the island, like you're saying, you're on the island, you're, and then the conceit of a podcast became natural. It's like, okay, well, if you're, you know, the person who's doing the recording, you're there with the recording equipment with Janet, who is the podcaster describing everything, suddenly it kind of falls into place because there, you can hear everything, but she's also narrating it to you at the same time. And 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 we make her sort of a, a timid character who doesn't like to make her own decisions. And suddenly, suddenly you're her confidant who like needs to take charge and, and decide, well, are we running away? Or are we confronting this problem? Things like that. I think what you guys have managed to do with some of these shows is to... I call them shows, but obviously they are, they're more than shows, but it's the melding of those kind of moments that you get when you listen to, I don't know, like an old drama like Awesome Wells' War of the Worlds, right? That original radio moment where you kind of feel like this is actually happening in front of me, but then you get that real amazing emotional payoff of being actually able to influence where that story goes. And that seems to be one of the things that you guys have hooked onto most with the, the formats that you've driven, is found those really hooky moments to pull consumers into to driving that. Just talk to us a little little bit about how do you get consumers to actually want to interact with these experiences what are you building in that makes it something that people want to come back and play again and again yeah well i think i think you know uh Audio itself—it's—it's really—it's—it's it's more emotionally powerful than what people I think often give it credit for. I think that you know we, we live in a visual culture. We're always kind of you know stuck in our phones and we're we're streaming video. We're going to see movies, uh, but when you step back and you listen to something really powerful, it, the emotional impact is—it's really resonant and heavy. And I think that the rise of podcasts, the rise especially of you know a story-based podcast, is kind of showing that it's that this medium isn't going away. And so first of all, I think you want to harness that and you want to. 
be able to make yeah. you you want to create sound and audio and characters that that resonate and and essentially take people to a theater of their mind kind of place because if you can imagine it it's it's 4k in your head and i think the other side of it too is when it comes it becomes interactive you're wanting to go into those stories and you think about themes what are the major themes and and within those themes what kind of decisions are you making that that define you as a character so for example with jurassic world we know hey these are people who want to who strive to be great journalists so the, it, it comes down to some questions of like oh are we going to risk our lives because we know it's like hey there's ways to do things and it's scarier and riskier but will you get that story because you're starting to unfold and i don't want to give any spoilers away but you're uncovering some of the things that happen in the movie where you realize wow some of the good guys aren't really the good guys and you start to realize that but are you going to be at personal risk so it comes down to which is more important the truth of being a journalist or being you know self-sufficient and or you know being aware of your own hide so i think by unpacking themes and and making the choices not necessarily about good or bad but about uh very difficult to make decisions that involve you know those, those primary themes of a story it, it, it just brings you in and makes you feel like you're 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 in the middle of something and so you mentioned that the journey for earplay is to go beyond just making experiences yourselves but opening up those tools uh, to actually give people the tools they need to build these things themselves so tell us about why pivot towards that and what where do you see the next 12 months ahead looking like for earplay yeah. So, well, what happened is we've had you know, some great success, especially over the past year. We've like made an amazing amount of content. We did Jurassic World Revealed. We did um, uh, uh, Jack Ryan. We worked. We put out a three three quiz questions voice every single day through Ultimate History Quiz all year long. And I think we we started to get a little burnout. We started to realize that there's that as a studio ourselves using our own tools, there's a limit to that scale, and that we if we want to grow, we have to grow in a very particular way as a studio but that in some ways is a little bit at odds with if we want to grow using our, like if we want to develop more tools and keep the features up and keep things moving out to all the different platforms. So we kind of had to make a decision about, well, what's what's a little, what's more important? It's not that necessarily that we're giving up on on doing our own stuff ever, but it's, 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 it's yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah. But I think that, you know, part of what's interesting is the tools we've built, they have some interesting methodology built into them, some trade secrets, and we want to open up and share that. We want to work with people who are really high quality, you know, uh, uh, creators of content. That's why Xandra became like one of our first, you know, adopters, and they're jumping in, and we've announced that alliance. They're, they've right. made they they made the the Westworld skill, for example. Yeah, we had Cat. Uh, it was uh, coming yeah. up on a future episode of the podcast. Cat uh, from Xandra. We, uh, we spoke while we were here at the Alexa conference to talk about what they made for Westworld: The Maze, which I'm sure many people will know as a skill, and that was built with your technology. Um, no, that one. I, well, uh, that one particular wasn't. That was about uh, that was earlier this year, and it's what helped us to kind of learn about each other and come together yeah. and so let me say that again is that that was a skill that you guys kind of saw what they were doing with that and then yeah. you've come closer together in partnership exactly because we you know if you look at what they're doing and what we're doing it's very similar high quality and I think that's the key is we want to, to you know push the medium forward with high quality interactive audio and once we started chatting it was clear that we had similar backgrounds like they're bo- they're all from theater backgrounds or, or creative backgrounds and they have a similar philosophy and we showed them our technology and they're like wow this is exactly what we need to make our stuff better and faster 
faster. And and so you know it just became kind of a nice match. The other partnership, uh, which was announced last week, uh, you know, with Capstone, they're you know a kids publisher, and they had made like a Batman skill for the launch of Free Time when we had made uh, You and the Beanstalk, and we both looked you know you looked at each other's skills, said wow that's interesting, and they had like 50 that they needed to make, but there's no way with their technology they could make 50 in a short amount of time. And so we got together and we were able to make over 50 hours of content in about three and a half months. And it was out for the holidays, all, all of them and bundled into like 12 skills for, for Alexa free time, all for kids. And so that was really a turning point where we realized, hey, what we have is valuable. It can like make things happen faster. And so, you know, we just, we started moving that direction. And that's why 2019 is all about that for us. One of the other big themes that we've seen here at the Alexa conference for 2019, and I'm sure when we get to Voice Summit, we'll be at a whole nother level of this as well in July, is around multimodal devices. Now, a number of the yeah. platforms you guys have made are, have multimodal elements to them. They've got visual elements to them. But some of that theater of the mind stuff we were talking about somewhat goes away when you have these kind of visual prompts. How are you thinking about building more kind of interactive experiences and the story content when the medium does involve a screen but isn't as consumptive as a television program? It's somewhere like a radio play plus a magazine. Like, where, where yeah. do you see the format evolving? That's a tough one. And I think it's, it's good to point out there's a difference between what I would call like interactive audio fictional experiences and then other experiences like smart home experiences purchasing experiences like where you're trying to figure out things in the catalog like that there and I could see multimodal being much more popular much more I would I saw what I call engaging with those screens because you can flip through and touch and then kind of determine what's easier to you know look at what's easier to think of and what's you know use your voice in the meanwhile but I feel like with with fictional we're always thinking of how to supplement in other words every experience we have we don't ever want to require that you have to look at something you should still be able to play it with your eyes closed no matter what and if it's if the screen is there great so we kind of think of it in terms of like oh what if we provide maps on a screen Um, Jack Ryan is the one that we've put out that has I think the most multimodal right now and that one it's it's a very complex skill it's a escape the room style it's very point and clicky you know Dave you know invented it that way and so there are a specific number of verbs you can use and in any location there are different ways you can ask for hints and whatever room you're in there are different objects and so it becomes complex but you know we can pop up you can ask for help and we'll pop up that that you know example with all the different types of phrases you can use so supplementary help I think I think we we get a lot out of title cards and out of chapter cards that helps but I think in terms of providing a screen experience that you interact with like by touching or or being focused on it it is a little antithetical to what I would consider our theater of the mind kind of experience so I think you know there'll be newer and more interesting ways that come up designers are going to find some really interesting ways but I always think of it as supplemental or ancillary yeah yeah one of the other things that you guys have managed to do with uh, the skills that you've developed and particularly um, in this kind of one of the few in the content area is uh, the monetization features and beginning to use kind of the content packs and these consumables as Amazon calls them where you can you know, kind of add on uh, additional functionality or additional uh, content in many cases with some of the skills just talk to us a little bit about whether or not you think there is much viability in that market right now do you see that that is something that consumers are going to want to do they're going to want to start with a free skill and then do those kind of in-skill purchases for more content more episodes absolutely I, I think I think it's still the earliest days like you know my, my advisor uh, was involved in the early days of the, internet, the first banner ads and the first uh, clickable ads and things like that and, and he, he'd always it's always quick to point out like okay yeah uh, it was possible to put a credit card down on a site at the earliest days but most people were a little intimidated and there was a trust like hump that you needed to get over and, okay. I, and I feel like we're at a little bit of that 
kind of place with voice purchasing. So we've, you know, we were a part of the launch of monetization of Alexa with Ultimate History Quiz, selling packs. We've seen, we've been running a lot of experiments about what is, what is the smoothest way to ask, what is the best way to sort of upsell. You know, how, you know, the most difficult aspect is trying to provide somebody uh, a picture in their head of what they're getting when it's all virtual and all non-visual essentially so you know I think description becomes very a huge part and of, of what you might want to call like the uh, uh, the, the shopping cart <laughs> experience you know uh, and I think the other thing is these devices are not quite personal the way that a mobile device is personal so this is something we all kind of have to think about is that an Alexa sits in a living room a lot of people use that but the person whose account uh, determines the purchase is the person that needs to make the decision and so different people can be playing different experiences so I think you know we're, we're running into a lot of obstacles but even that even even given all of what I've said I think there's a really nice future for voice purchasing I think that people are going to want to be able to pay for it however they want to meaning voice or tap or uh, you know in, in multiple ways and I think that we're going to see more uh, cross-service uh, uh, solutions where you know you can pay for something with a service, but then you can do account linking to make sure you know Spotify, Pandora style stuff. Yeah, I mean we've seen that obviously in the television market over time. Mm-hmm. You know various different mechanisms for buying content, but in a shared device in many cases yes. with shared account systems. So you're hopeful for that. I, I definitely. I, I think again. I think I think it's a matter of it's just R. It feels still feels a little R and D right now. Uh, and I think that that 2019 is a year where that can really expand. In my opinion. So let's think about the the, the longer term, tw- 2019 and beyond. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> we uh, see more and more people coming into the space, more and more content. One of the big things that becomes an issue in the, potentially in this area is discoverability. Mm-hmm. So just talk to us a little bit about how you guys are thinking about discoverability. How are you making sure that consumers know that these skills exist yeah. and that they're able to actually find the content in the first place? Because right now the algorithms are slightly under uh, powered in, in delivering on that. Yeah, I think I think that. Part of this, uh, I think, is the rating system. Uh, we needed to be, and, and Alexa's working on this, that, the idea that, that the rating system needed to be a little bit more obvious and easier for people to make, you know, star ratings. Because uh, a lot of people wouldn't, or if they ever felt like going and diving into the page where they could actually make the star rating, uh, you know, a lot of times they're in a place where they, they're like, they have something, you know, negative to say. Um, but I think, I think that, so there's one thing of like making it much easier for people to give feedback, like with their voice, with star ratings. I think that's coming along. That will help because that will help to surface the things that are higher quality. Um, I think Alexa has always, you know, done a decent job of having a, a storefront and a system where things can be featured. That's nice. But I think that all developers that I know are looking for ways to reach their audiences without depending on the platforms themselves. And our solution to that, which you know we're in, we're still in the process of, of making this a reality. But we have an account. You can sign up for an Earplay account, and so that when you sign up for an Earplay account, you're uh, you know agreeing to our marketing, and you're agreeing that we're going to send you emails. And we've also set up a fa- like a Facebook group that is all it is is just for announcements of new skills. Right. And so you know we're running experiments on that right now. I think you know without a doubt, I would say it's the number one concern of like how do people find out about these things. But I think it's more than just that. I think it's also when people are enjoying a certain type of a skill or certain experience how are they moving from one to the other and I think that there's always been a bit of a lockdown in terms of advertising which I think is a good thing I don't want to see this world filled with audio ads but I think the idea of cross promotion and the idea of connecting uh, you know I really like these kind of story experiences where do I get more for example there is no story 
like category, there's just games, right? And I think that that you know there need to be ways, you know, both Alexa working on their end, but I think also uh, devs working on our end to cross promote and get you know people moved around. Uh, there just needs to be a more of a user flow uh, ex- uh, a solution that, that needs to be arrived at. Very good. Well, if people want to get involved with EarPlay, they want to have a go, what's the easiest way? Where would you tell people to start? What's the first thing you want people to go try out? Um, I think go ahead and just at your nearest uh, device, uh, just say uh, start or actually say open EarPlay and you will get the EarPlay demo. Uh, it's sort of our hub skill that we're constantly working on. It's a little out of date. We're, our idea is that that's a kind of our home base. So if you're on Alexa, you say Alexa, uh, open EarPlay. If you're on Google, say, hey, Google, Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Prank you guys on this show. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, that that's where I would start. And other than that, earplay.com, E-A-R-P-L-A-Y.com. <laughs> Great. Well, Jonathan Myers, thank you so much from Earplay, and congratulations also on winning Developer of the Year oh, here at so Alexa much. Conference uh, 2019. So we look forward to seeing you back in uh, July. You're going to come and join us in Newark. Oh, you bet. Yeah, we'll see you there. And uh, yeah, for all of you wanting to check along, if you want to check out Earplay, go to earplay.com, mm-hmm. and you can find out more about Earplay there and connect with John pretty much on all the socials. You'll find him there. Thanks for joining us on the Inside Voice podcast. We'll see you in Newark in July. Thanks. Massive thanks there to John Myers from Earplay. Want to find out more about that? Well, you can do a couple of things. One, you can say to Alexa, open Earplay. Welcome to Earplay, where you can play stories with your voice. Or you can check out the website earplay.com and you can, of course, come and meet John as well because Earplay will be back with us in Newark in July at Voice Summit. If you've not signed up yet or you're yet to submit your idea for a speaker or sponsor, then you can do that over on the website voicesummit.ai. We look forward to seeing you there.